Marketing, branding, ads, visibility, getting known, getting hired. That's a lot to process. What do you do first? Let's figure that out. here again we are here episode 19 of the show and almost to 20 i'm so doggone glad you're back and i'm excited to share some good good goodness today with you speaking of goodness the release date for this show is may 28th and according to my very special calendar may 28th is national burger day (laughs) no that's not exciting for you or for some of you but it's exciting for me because I'm waiting for the Impossible Whopper. Have you tried this? I mean, I I had the Beyond Burger at Friday's and thought it was great. But I'm waiting to check out the Impossible Burger. For those of you who have no doggone idea what I'm talking about, a company called Impossible Foods has made a plant-based burger. Like a meatless substitute version. And it's being said to taste pretty darn close to meat. They're not they're not aiming this at vegetarians. Their market is meat eaters who happen to want to eat a little more healthy. They're saying so impossible foods has partnered with Burger King and they're bringing the impossible Whopper to locations across the U.S. and calling it the impossible Whopper tour. (laughs) They started out in St. Louis in April. And they're slowly rolling this out to other locations this month, including Miami, Florida, Montgomery, Alabama, Columbus, Georgia. So if you're any if you're in any of these places today, make sure that you celebrate National Burger Day by getting an impossible Whopper and letting me know how it tastes. Yes. Buy one, bite one and then hop over to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voice voicemail to let me know your thoughts. That's robertkennedy, the number three dot com forward slash voicemail to let me know your thoughts about this burger. And I'll share your message on an upcoming episode provided your mouth isn't full of burger and I can actually understand you. <laughs> anyway, this is episode 19. Hop back over to episode 18 to hear me and Lois Kramer talk about how to book more business as a speaker. Listen to the episode, leave a comment and or a review. Quick shout out to Okukwe Davis, who left a comment on a recent episode. Thanks for doing that, Okukwe. I appreciate you. Okay, now I've made you hungry with all the burger talk. Let's jump into the show. Today's guest is a Detroit girl. She works in PR, but also helps churches and faith-based businesses with their marketing. Let's hear more. Pam Perry's got a story. Let's tell it. Today, we have the Pam Perry, who is a PR rock star. Her clients have been featured on CNN, TVN, Word Network, Radio One, Oprah Magazine, Tom Joyner, Essence, Listen, Ebony, Black Enterprise, PBS, and a whole host 
of other major media outlets. And her clients, they've gotten major publishing contracts. And you know a lot of the names. You know some of the names. Tony Gaskins Jr. I won't even go into the list here because I'm going to ask her to share some of this. Pam, how are you today? I am doing amazing. Thank you, Robert. Oh, my goodness. Robert Kennedy. You know you have to be doing something good in the world with that name. <laughs> well, listen, I'm trying to work it for all it's worth at this point. <laughs> so, so listen. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm glad that you're here. So I've seen you not only in your website, but some of the work that you're doing with the Black Speakers Network and some of the other affiliations that you have. So tell me a little bit about how you got started in the world of PR in the first place. Ooh, I think I was uh, a publicist from birth. I mean, I really, wow. really, I, ha- I love promoting positive people, positive publication, positive products. And so I'm a person that if it's something good, I want to share it. So I really wow. started doing PR when actually I was a teenager and I was going to um, a church. Reverend Jordan was my mentor in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And and I'm a Motown kid of the 60s. So one of the things that we always used to do is that we're a musical family. So his daughter is a child prodigy. I mean, she really was playing the piano since so she was about three. So a wow. lot of times I would let people know her name is Kim Jordan. I would let people know about how wonderful our church is because you got to come and hear this woman, Kim Jordan, play the piano. And right. that really was one of the things. She would do gospel plays way before people were really doing uh, these plays and churches and things. And she would do that and we would have talent shows. I didn't have a talent like that. I couldn't sing or play. But one of the things I could do was that I could get people excited and make sure that they would that they would show up. So I would wow. help put peeps in the seats. And so one day Reverend Jordan said to me, he says, girl, he says, you're going to do publicity for Jesus. He's, and I was like, what is that? He says, you don't know what a publicist does? I said, no. He said, that's what you've been doing. Right. So literally from the time when he said that to the time I went to college, I majored in public relations. And then, you know, one of the one of the jobs I had was I was the PR director for the Salvation Army. Wow. Being Salvation. So, you know, it's a church. So Reverend Jordan would say, see, I told you, you're doing publicity for Jesus. <laughs> so you've got this. Not only did you have the prophetic laid on you as far as <laughs> your career here, but you do a lot with with churches. But one of the things that I see about churches is that a lot of churches, maybe like a lot of organizations and speakers, they say, okay, we're going to put this event on and they operate by the model of if you build it, they will come. And they expect people to just show up. What should churches really know about this marketing game? Oh, my God. They have to know so many things. So one of the things that I've worked with churches here in Detroit from Straight Gate, Word of Faith, uh, Greater Grace, and a lot of the things that they need is really a, a strong online presence. So believe it or not, I've been doing this since the year 2000. So believe it or not, when I first started um, a lot of my job was to really convince churches that they needed to be online and that they needed to really take a hold of this whole internet social media space. And right. so they really thought like, mm, no, I don't want to be there because that's of the devil. I'm like, no, it's not of the <laughs> devil. We got to get online. We got to get on Facebook. We got to really just show people who you're about. So really it came to the point where they realized that a lot of their new people that were coming into the church came from Facebook, came from Twitter, came from um, searching them online. So they really then became 
you know, like a proponent of that. So I tell people, I say, you've got to do the old school and the new school. Old school is like maybe putting hangers on doors and postcards and mailings. But then you also have to do the new school, which is really making sure you have a Facebook, making sure that you're doing blogs, making sure yeah. that you have an up-to-date uh, website. You can even do podcasts. You're doing live stream. I mean, so anything that, quote unquote, the secular world is doing in terms of Instagram, whatever the secular world is doing, I said, you need to get in there with them as well because you need to be light in the darkness. So that was really the main thing. You got to mint, you got to do the old school and the new school. Wow. So a lot of the things, one of the things that as a speaker that I hear a lot of speakers talking about is, you know, you've got to own your brand and those types of statements, which sometimes seem cliche, but a lot of people don't really even understand what does that even mean? Is, 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 there, is there even a difference between branding and marketing? Share with us, share with us what you think, the, what the differences are. Right. One is, I guess you would say, one is push and one is pull. So if right. you have like marketing, that's a push, meaning like you are promoting, promoting, promoting. And a pull is when you have a brand and then people are coming to you. I call it like attraction marketing. So one is marketing where you're just really like pushing it out. And then the other one is if you have such a strong brand and you're just walking through and people like notice it because it is so captivating because it is so on point that it, yeah. that it really, uh, in, in a way it captures the, all the senses. That's a good brand because now, you know, exactly that people will be coming to you instead of you actually going to it. So that's what I said. You need, in order for you to get PR, you do need to have a brand because if you don't have a brand, you can't really get PR. The brand really is the essence of who you are. So I teach branding and PR at the same time, but it all, it's all part of marketing overall. So if I'm either brand new or if I have reached a point in my business where I've plateaued and I've gotten to this point without really focusing on branding? What are some first steps that you're tell- you would be telling me to take? One of the first steps is to making sure that you have like that brand promise or that brand mission statement that you really know what you're going to deliver. Because you mentioned like some of the people that I worked with before. So yes. if I mentioned like Dr. Cindy Trim, you know exactly what she stands for. You know that she's an empowerment uh, preacher, that she basically is a woman that's going to tell you a lot of wisdom um, I've worked with T.D. Jakes. I don't even have to really like sell you T.D. Jakes. His brand speaks for himself. Tony mm-hmm. Gaskins, you would know exactly what it is that he... So, so they all are speakers, but they all have a little bit different twist on their brand. So without me really... And it took years to really build that brand, but you know what they stand for. So you know if you go to a Cindy Trim conference or a T.D. Jakes or, Jakes or a, a Tony Gaskins, you know what you're going to get. The same thing right. with like a bigger brand. If you know, if you're going to Starbucks or McDonald's, when you show up in the store and you're going to buy something, you know what you're going to get. And you're going there because you know what they were promising before you even got there. You know what McDonald's was all about. You know what Starbucks Starbucks was all about before you even got there. So that's really what a brand does. Before I really even know you, I know something about you. Like kind of what you said, Robert, about me. You says, oh, we've got Pam Perry here. And so whatever that is that conjures up in people's mind, that's the brand that has been set. And it is intentional. It is intentional. You will not find me doing things outside of my brand online. You will not find that I'm going to be promoting, say, 
sci-fi books or I'm going to be promoting Stephen King type of books or, you know, any kind of junk, I guess you would say. So I'm always about positive messages, products, publications. That's really it. And it's got to be life-changing things. I think books change lives. So that's primarily why I started my company, Ministry Marketing Solutions, because I believe books change lives. And if it's not about changing lives, I really don't want to be about it. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. Hey there, I just wanted to share a book with you. Head on over to Amazon.com and look up my book, 28 Days to a New Me, A Journey of Commitment. The second edition is available. So I want you to grab a copy and learn how to get your goal-setting game up. Get 28 Days to a New Me by, well, me. Right, head on over to Amazon and grab your copy today. And now, back to the show. Let me follow up on that question a little bit because a lot of people they want they kind of have an idea of what they want to do, but they don't really know how to fine tune it. They say, "I want to motivate people. I want to empower people." How does someone know where to plant their flag? What's what's the thing that they need to do to really solidify a brand direction? Mm-hmm. So I would say starting with their story. So I had a conversation with a lady today and she uh, has an organization where she is educating people on fibromyalgia. And she mm-hmm. told me about what she wanted to do with the Fibromyalgia Foundation and that she wanted to speak and she wanted to be in People Magazine to O Magazine to PBS, whatever. She wants to be all over the place because she's really passionate about her message. I said, good. I said, who is your message for? She says, black women. I said, okay, people of color black women who suffer from chronic pain. So I said, give me your 30-second spiel. So she gave me her spiel, and it was very scientific, very, I said, you know what? I said, I need you to tell me why you started this business. Why did you want to do this foundation? So she says, I myself suffered from fibromyalgia for five years for chronic pain. I was diagnosed, and then once I was diagnosed, I noticed different things that I had. I said, well, I said, bingo. I said, that's what you need to do. You need to start with your story while you're doing it. I need to be able to connect to you of what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it. Once she started telling her story, I said, so you said you suffer from chronic pain. What does that mean? Draw me a picture. She says, well, I had chronic pain so much that I would have to leave work because they thought I was having a heart attack and rushed to the hospital. Exactly. And I said, so your chronic pain what you just said and what you just told me is different because I'm thinking like chronic pain. Oh, you just laid out on the couch and you need to take an Advil. She says, no, 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 this is chronic pain. And so I said, okay, so you need to be able to tell me that story. So you now need to tell that story to your target audience that you feel needs to hear that story. And it's people of color. I said, I need you to connect with all people, women of color, specifically that you said, whether it's the NAACP or whether it's black women entrepreneurs or black women this or women of color. I said, that's where you need to show up and say your message. So knowing your client avatar, she had clarity. So a lot of people don't know who their client, uh, their target audience is or who their client avatar is. So I said, you know, your client avatar is. So you need to speak up and show, show, tell them that message, exactly what it is. I said, and visually, You need to say it on the podcast. You need to say it in print. You need to say it in articles. The other things are the tactics. So I said, showing up in People Magazine and all that, I said, will that really get you to the point where you just told me you want to talk to black women of color? I said, that's more or less like you're overshooting what you really need 
Because if you just want to, you can have a million people and 999,000 of them are the wrong target. And maybe you reach a thousand of the right. I said, but wouldn't you rather go on like maybe The Root or Madame Noir, where you know you would reach Black women and that's really the message that you want, where you would get 95% of that audience versus going in People Magazine, where you would only get 1% of that audience or maybe point. 5% of that audience. So she kind of understood what it is. I said, don't just name media because you want to be in the media. Go after the media for the target audience that you're looking to talk to because your message is not going to resonate with people that aren't interested in it. I said, when you told me who your audience was, I know exactly what places you need to show up, what conferences, what what events, what magazines, what podcasts, what radio shows, what, what newspapers. Right. And I said, have you ever been in the black newspaper in your community? She said, no. Hmm. And it was, the phone went quiet. And I said, you know, the black press is there for a reason, right? And she says, I said, what is your black newspaper? And she had to think about it. I says, okay, so we can't try to get in People magazine before you've not gone into your own backyard. Right. So you start local, go regional, then you go national. Because if you pitch national first, they're not they're going to Google you. And if you don't show up anywhere, they're not going to be the first person to put you on the map. See, that's the problem. <laughs> People think yeah. that all I need to do is just show up on Steve Harvey and I'm going to have it made. I'm like, right. Steve Harvey is not trying, to, not trying to make anybody famous. You got to right. have a little bit going on before you show up on his show. So that's what I had to tell her. So that's where you start. You start in your own backyard, really having clarity about who you are called to serve and what it is that you're trying to say to them. Right. So let's kind of use that clarity as a segue into something that you're doing. I know you've got a couple of things that you're up to. One of them is Speaker Magazine. And yes. yes. The, yeah. So tell me a little bit about that first, and then I'll ask you about the second thing. So Speakers Magazine was created to give speakers a platform because a lot of times they would want to go into the old magazine, Essence and Ebony. So they'll be like, I'm ready for Ebony. I said, well, you know what? They're not ready for you right now. I said, let's really start so that you get some traction online and really demonstrate who you are in a magazine. So I started it to give them a platform because you need a platform. So Speakers Magazine is every month and it primarily targets people. those that are in the speaking industry, African-American speakers, because there is a magazine that is for the white counterpart, but there was nothing for African-American speakers. And really truthfully, that's my target. That's my heart. That's who I'm called to serve. So a lot of times instead of trying to get them in magazines that really don't really quote unquote want them, at least don't think that they're valuable. I want to create something for them so that, because I know their value, but they just needed to actually have a platform. Okay. Okay. So, so let's talk about the other program. You've got, you've got the branding accelerator program. We talked about getting clarity on your brand just now. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh my God. So once I created Speakers Magazine, I realized that a lot of the speakers didn't really have their brand together. So I said, you need a program. I said, besides you speaking really well, let's put together a program of why on, on how to really get gigs. Okay, so I can put you in the magazine and the magazine goes out to 85,000 people online, but you need more than that. And so right. the Branding Accelerator is a way for them to excel their brand. We go over websites. We go over how to get media. We go over uh, what a sizzle reel should look like because this is when it really started. I was like, okay, so I need your sizzle reel because once they actually go in the magazine, then their sizzle reel goes in, on the site. 
And they were like, what's a sizzle wheel? Okay. <laughs> All right. I said, basically, it's a demonstration of you speaking and that I don't have that. I'm like, okay, so how are you going to get booked to speak if you can't show anyone who hasn't seen you or heard you on there? I said, this is by video and you need a sizzle reel. They said, well, just of me speaking. No, not with your cell phone of you speaking, but a real sizzle reel, like a book trailer, like a, right. like a movie trailer. So over 12 weeks, we go over and we have guest experts that really explain to them the whole process of how to really get booked as a speaker and how to really become a sustainable brand as well as how to accelerate their brand. So we'll have guest experts that are from the media industry. And a lot of them are contacts from the media industry. We have uh, um, Alfred from Black Enterprise Magazine. He'll be one of the speakers. I have TJ Mercer who has worked in Hollywood on a lot of reality shows. I have a uh, Liz Everett who does uh, a lot of styling and that sort of thing. So we have people that I know that these are the pieces that people need in order to build their brand. So I take 12 12 weeks and I, I really put together and build like these are the pieces that you need. So every week, even I have someone that talks about bios, someone talks about sponsorships. So we go over every single piece of what they need in order to build a sustainable brand. And it's a yeah. cohort of a small group. It's only 12, 12 over 12 weeks. And they are committed to each other as well as to the program. So they have to be able to want to promote each other. So a lot of my cohorts from the first one, they're speaking at each other's conferences. They're, they're actually on each other's podcasts. You know, so they're, they're doing things together because you can't do it alone. I mean, no speaker has done it alone. So they are all like in a tribe together where they're supporting and endorsing each other, which is, which is the beauty of the program, I really, I really think. Excellent. Excellent. You've given us some gold information today, Pam. Where can we find you online? I am pamperrypr.com. That's where they can find me, pamperrypr.com. And when they go there, they can actually look at the sample of the Branding Accelerator program as Mm -hmm. well. Excellent. Excellent. Awesome. Listen, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. We appreciate it so much. Wow. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Is it branding? Is it marketing? What do you do? I'll bet you got some answers from Pam today, and now you have some tools to move forward. So don't delay. Don't sit on the info. Get out there and get moving. That's the show today. Have you subscribed to the show? Make sure you do, and don't forget to leave a review. Come on, folks. We need you to make this thing go. So don't forget to tell your people, your people, your peeps to go on over to Apple Podcasts to leave a ranking, rating, and review for the show. Also, listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, and iHeartRadio. Feel free to show us some love there, too. Leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Hey, y'all, don't forget, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story, and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy III, RK3, and you've been listening to The RK3.